<laughs> All right, so we got a uh, 10 millimeter mini double diffused here. I have my RBR spinner cap. I got my Blue Dream spinner cap that I accidentally made because I was supposed to make someone a Blue Dream RBR spinner cap, but this one cracked, so we've been using this the last three or four weeks because we can't sell it because it's a cracked cap, but it still works perfect, so we would use it in the studio. And this is a cap I made that was supposed to be an RBR spinner cap, so now it doesn't have a home, so now it's going to pair it up with this piece so that I have the whole trifecta of putting all this shit together and it's all matching, you know? Obviously this has to be pushed right there when there's the weight of that cap up there, but yeah. So I think in a little bit here, I'm gonna do a double dab, but we're gonna just do another regular dab. Um, but I just kind of wanted to show you guys that. So we have something to look forward to on this because the double dab on a mini double diffused is gonna be actually pleasant. You know, on bigger pieces, you start stacking stuff, it gets just, it just gets you too high. Um, this should just be fun and show the function really good. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of the podcast. And if you've been watching since episode one, you've watched almost 40 hours of me talking. I hope you're not sick of me because we're just getting started. And if you're new to this podcast, basically what this is is a one-hour sesh. We sit down, hang out, we talk a bit about glass, we talk about life. Sometimes we just go off on rants about pointless stuff that really doesn't make sense, but it's what it is. Um, today's episode, we're going to be looking at a few pieces that I'm sending out for a special project with weed maps. We're going to talk about a Steve Sizel repair that I did last week that was like pretty intense. And then we're going to sesh a couple of pieces here on the table and some new caps I have. So should be a pretty chill episode, but first, you know, roll your joints, heat up your nails. Let's relax. Let's kick it for a little bit here, guys, and try to enjoy our day. But a couple of things before we get Fully in today's episode. Gotta take a bunch of rips off my joint first. Oh yeah, last episode we did at papers. Okay, bmsglass.com. We just dropped the new mood mats. We have this green one. We got the multicolored one that's the same print as that green one. And then we have this bigger limited mood mat, which is our 10 inch mat. I just covered up my mouth while I was talking into the mic. We'll see how that sounds in post. Then also, for you people that are hardcore, what's up everybody podcast listeners, we have the shrimp donut stickers, which we're gonna be putting these up on the website soon. We'll also have uh, excuses for days stickers and a couple other things like that. We'll try those out and if you guys are really into it, we'll get a couple other things made for just you podcast people. Um, but man, this week, this week has been forgetful because I don't know what happened. I've been working my crazy, crazy hours again, talked about a little bit about this last episode, and I'm getting worried that if I continue to work these crazy hours, I'm going to have a difficult time doing my podcast. Because when I used to work these crazy, crazy hours, it really wasn't that long ago, a year ago, um, I wasn't doing the podcast. I started this podcast in, I think, February of uh, this year. So during that time, I was starting to sleep a little bit more and uh, focus more on getting rest and being a little bit more clear-headed. But right now, I am... Uh, Working like a crazy person. Um, and it's definitely catching up with me. I worry that if I keep doing it, uh, the podcast might get really even shittier, you know? Because <laughs> I might not know what I'm talking about. I might be really lost and really tired. But last night I would try to go to bed a little earlier. So today I could be halfway decent for you guys and hang out and try to have some fun. Um, like I said, I'm just fucking ripping this joint right now. We're going to get into glass first today. I've been trying to do that the last few episodes. Like, let's get into the glass stuff first. And then we'll slowly trickle off into all the tangents and stuff like that. Because I don't want to scare away the new people. Sometimes I start off these episodes wild. I just get right into some weird shit or talk about personal stuff. And then that might scare away a, a new person that's just trying to get comfortable here and enjoy the podcast for a little bit and see if it's for them. So let's just talk about glass for a little bit here. So this first piece right here in front of me, this is for the homie Dank Cave. He's been supporting heavily over the last couple of years. Um, he also has this really cool North Star yellow scalloped um, mini double diffuse. And I don't do a lot of scallop pieces, but um, he has one of them. <coughs> and um, I'll do a scallop piece here soon again. 
Um, actually, let me grab one. You guys wait right here. I got one. I got one right here. Let's move this for a second. So when I say scalloped, you can kind of see there's all these lines in that tubing. And that's an interior texture that's inside the tubing that's uh, some scallop tubing. And it creates really cool patterns, especially when you twist it up. And uh, I kind of will create my own colored scallop tubing. Um, this piece is actually in right now for a uh, fitting for a drop down. But, set that right there safely. But yeah, Dank Cave has a North Star Yellow one of those, which is a super sick color. We actually have a North Star Yellow piece on the table right here. We're gonna talk about that one in a little bit. But first, let's focus on this one. So this is a uh, Mediterranean and Ghost like blend. It's not really a fade because the whole thing, like we, Cormac pushed the Ghost all the way through the Meta, or the Meta all the way through the Ghost. So that way that the tubing was actually all of the, both those colors. It wasn't like half Ghost, half Meta. So this is like a solid blend all pushed together. And then I paired it up with some Galaxy with Crushed Opal because I find the black with Crushed Opal is a really great accent for almost any color, but especially these blues and whites and real kind of like spacey, fumy look. The black just goes really well with it. And this black is actually a sparkly black. It's called Galaxy, which is part of the Stardust family uh, from North Star, like Green Stardust, Blue Stardust. This is the black Stardust and they call it Galaxy. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it makes a great background for crushed opal. If you're a crushed opal person and you make it, um, try to use Galaxy. It'll give you an extra sparkle behind that opal, um, and it kind of fills that negative space with extra sparkle. Oh, I gotta catch my breath. Talking too much happens. Sometimes I get gone. I forget to breathe. Just like sometimes I get work like crazy, I forget to eat. You wouldn't think that by seeing my body type, but I definitely do. Problem is eating at the wrong times. You know, you don't eat all day and then you eat really late and go immediately to bed. You're asking to put on some pounds. Um, this piece right here is a 10 millimeter triple double. So when I say triple double, all that means is, and I should start explaining this more because there's people all the time that hit me up. They're like, what's a triple double or what's a three by two? So when I say triple double, all that means is it's triple diffuse. So you have the shower head in the bottom, you have a disc here and then another disc there. So that's the triple. And then the double part would be the double vortex that happens right here. Um, I want to call it a double drain, but realistically, I still think it's one drain because it's following one path. It's just a double vortex. It's creating two separate cyclones. So, um, yeah, triple double. And we're going to take a dab on this piece in a second here. Just going to admire it for a second. Really grateful to see like the people like return customers, like people that come back and support and buy more pieces and stuff. And even if they resell one of their older ones to get, get a new one or they like see a color they like more. So they sell the piece that maybe the RBR that doesn't have as cool a color as the one they wanted or whatever. Cause I see people reselling their RBRs and then they buy a new one, which uh, makes me feel really good that there's a lot of like return customers or people that come back to support because as an artist, I feel like all of us as artists, like we question like, do people actually like my work? Am I actually doing a good job? This and that, like you question yourself. And if you aren't, you should be scared. You should definitely be checking and questioning yourself constantly as an artist or creator. It'll help you grow. Um, if you've already think you've done it all and you're the best, then you've already lost the game. Um, but yeah, it's just nice to see return customers and stuff. It's kind of like that, uh, reassurance that, Hey, I'm, I'm doing something right. Especially if someone bought a piece two or three years ago and then they're buying a newer one now, like everyone that's been buying my work since day one is to support my progression. Um, us glass artists can't really get anywhere without people supporting us because the materials and everything to do this craft is expensive. So it's great that I worked hard and I learned a lot, but it wouldn't have been possible without people buying my glass. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, there's a lot of us out there that work very, very hard trying to do this career. And uh, even with the best skill in the world, if you don't have people supporting you, it's really difficult to uh, continue on and keep building and learning and growing. So great for all you guys to support Bear Mountain Studios and our little dream here. Um, but yeah, let's take a dab on this piece and enjoy the function for a minute. These newer Ted Bill triple doubles are a bit taller. And I think it's just because I love when they're a little taller, the drains just get a little bit more shape to them. Um, at least the water vortex does when they're shorter. Uh, the vortexes are really fat and they're quick. When they're taller, the vortexes are skinny and they're a little bit slower drain. So, um, I mean, it's all preference. I've made triple doubles that are really squatted. I've made ones that are taller and skinnier. Um, the really squatted ones are probably really, really good for like, 
really high restriction nails or if you like running a low water level um, but I'm a person that likes water in the pieces like like I might have been even last episode or the one before that I told you to put more water in your rigs um, or at least your recyclers because recyclers like water at least if they're designed to handle and some recyclers you know you got to be really perfect with the water level because if you're not you might drink but you know I mean that's fucking recyclers they're tough I feel like that's a reason a lot of people I've talked to over the years that don't own a recycler have been like, oh, I don't like recyclers and they won't even try my shit. And I'm like, dude, please try my recycler. Like, it's not a normal recycler. Feel the way these hit. I promise you it's different. Because a lot of people's complaints about recyclers are, oh, like like the little gulp or it's like hard. It doesn't hit as smooth. They're like, that, you know, always drink water. They just don't work right. But they really, really do. You just need to find the right one. A lot of people out there make incredibly well-functioning recyclers. Um, you just got to go for it. Again, a lot of these opinions are people that were trying recyclers back in 2000, you know, 12, 13, 14. Nowadays, a lot of people have got recyclers super dialed in and everyone has their own unique function that's killer. So it's just finding that preference, I think. So my point is, I think there's a lot of people in our industry that would buy recyclers and support this type of functional art. But they've just, over the years, have hit so many shitty recyclers that it makes them like a little apprehend. That's, that's a word I can't even think of. Uh, how do you say it? I, uh, apprehensive. apprehensive. A little bit apprehensive on actually trying a recycler again or investing money into one. Because they're expensive. And if you buy it and it doesn't work right, you're like, fuck. It's like, I should have got that heady mini tube or something. It's a two-hole diffy. Because you know those are always going to work, right? I think that's why the real hash heads, they just love just a two-hole diffy, like a simple tube, because it just works right every time, and they're awesome, and they're simple, direct, and full of flavor, but a recycler can be like that too if you put the time and energy into designing it that way, which I really am trying. I'm not saying I've reached it yet, but I think I'm on the path to getting there. All right, let's heat this up. Mm, I heated my coffee up too much today. Finally can drink it. I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for it to get super cold. Like, we've already had some super cold days here in Colorado, and it reminds me. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I like the winter anymore. I did when I was younger, but nowadays... I like it only it's when it's cold enough to wear all my car hearts and shit. But then once it gets below 20 degrees, I'm like, nah, this ain't fun anymore. Because especially with like working out in the studio because of the ventilation and everything, it pulls all the hot air out because hot air rises and we have these hoods all in the ceiling that just vacuum the air out. So uh, naturally it just gets extra cold in the studio. Hopefully by next year though, we have like some sort of climate control out here. The only thing is, is like, when you pay for like either air conditioning or heating within a glass blowing studio, you're essentially just throwing your money out the door because you're pumping heat in that you're paying for and then sucking it right out and blowing it out the door. Um, but there's a few different solutions for that that I've talked to a couple different companies that are more like uh, energy efficient as far as bringing air in from outside and like heating that air and it'll help set the like off pressure in the building so we don't have to have a door cracked. You know, learning. That's the thing about building a glass blowing studio is you have a whole idea in your head, you build it, and then you're like, oh my God, half this shit just doesn't work right. Like I have to rethink all these things. And that might just be the burden of a self-taught person. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone came up in a big studio, they'd hear from their elders what to do and not to do. But me being self-taught, I don't know what the fuck to do and not to do. So I try it. It fails. I try again. That is the longer path. It's almost like the ignorant path too because I feel like humans like as a collective, we should always be like talking to our elders and other people to save time. So we're not wasting time trying to figure the same thing out. Someone else already figured out, but I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm the sharpest tool in the shed. So I like to do things the hard way. I'll just fucking, you know, do it myself, fail a bunch of times until I figure it out. Um, that's how I know sometimes I'm like, I can't be that rational. I got to be a little bit crazy because if you know for a fact that you could just ask people questions and save yourself time, why wouldn't you? Maybe it's a pride thing. Too much pride or something. I don't like asking people for anything, though. That's one of my biggest problems. Like, I always find ways to do it myself. Like, when I had to move, like, like a 300-pound kiln out of the basement of a house, like, I was like, all right. I took all the trucks off three skateboards, and I put three skateboard decks under it and put a rope around it and dragged it up the stairs. Like, I didn't... I was like, I'm not calling anyone. Like, 
there's been a million things like that. And then another thing too, it just makes me realize maybe, um, that's one of the good things about having friends, I guess. But me and my wife, we work so much, it's hard for us to put time into building real friendships because to be a friend, you need to be able to be there for someone. And we work so damn much that we can barely be there for ourselves. So it's hard to even take on a friendship or a relationship like that. I don't know. I think there'll be time for all that though. I'm only 30 years old. I'm in my grind right now. I'm working hard. I think one of, what will end up happening is I'll start going to like fucking PTA meetings when my daughter's a little older and I'll probably just bump into parents and I'll start meeting friends that way. I just work too much these days. Well, let's turn this thing a little bit so we can see it. Oh, stuck some hash on the cab. That was some <coughs> goji mother from uh, Peace Within Hash. The homies. This stuff, <coughs> if we can not get too high and remember to show you guys, we'll try and get some videos of it here at the end of the thing to put in post. But sometimes I get too baked on here and I forget to tell Aja my ideas. <coughs> and I forget. Forgetful. Okay. Wow. Let's talk about that terp a little bit here for a second. That goji mother. That is like a, uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. My lips are a little numb from it. This happened the other night when I dabbed this strain. Certain strains make my lips go fucking numb. I don't know if it's the Terps or the fucking THC or what. But this is one of those strains. And the Terp on it is almost like this fuely, like, gas, but like cream. There's some sort of, like, sweet cream on there. It's hard to explain, and it's another one of those Terps you would never want to taste in anything but weed. You wouldn't want to eat that in a food. But when it's a smoke, a vaporized smoke, and it's cannabis, you're like, well, that's different. That creamy gas has a really nice strain. Um, I used to grow goji OG back in the day, not goji mother or whatever that one I just have in the mother of goji. Now I don't even know what I'm talking about. This that shit's strong. Um, but I used to grow this goji OG back in 2014 when I lived in Denver. And uh, my God, that strain... It was one of those strains that like when I had it run and I was like, you know, my, some of the extracts made it around Denver and stuff. Like it made me feel like I really knew what I was doing with growing. You know what I mean? Not, but it was also too, cause the guy extracting rare extracts for me, he was like the best, but so it also has to do with how good the extractor is, but the material is really important too. But, uh, that stuff was just incredible. Um, I remember like when I got it back, I had a bunch of people over to my house because when we lived up in Denver, we used to have like parties every Friday um, just because we were so close to the city. And like when we first moved to Colorado, we moved to the Denver area and we lived there for about a year and a half. So basically for about a year, we were just like, we were partying and hanging out with friends and stuff, but I also was like about to lose everything because I wasn't spending enough time working. And I came to the realization I got to buckle down. I can't be hanging out with people all the time. It's how I'm going to lose my house. Um, but I remember I had all these people over on a Friday night and I just got back all my extracts from my last grow and we we're all sitting down smoking them and just like just that exciting feeling of being like a farmer and having people being excited about your harvest and crop and being excited about the quality of your produce and when I say all that that's all about weed of course but if you word it that way it sounds like you're growing fucking tomatoes but either way um that that feeling of seeing people getting excited and and, and grateful to like taste and indulge and enjoy these you know fruits of your labor i don't know i feel like as a human that's like one of the most primal reward systems we can feel is when you grow something and then you share it with a fellow human and they enjoy it and you see all the micro expressions you see the the joy the excitement they give you their personal like opinion on the flavors and terpenes what they're getting all those all those little things are just it was like hitting a reward system in my brain being like on just a primal le level, like a genetic level, like sleeping or breathing. Um, I miss that. That's one thing I miss about being a terp farmer is just sharing with people and smoking and, you know, just enjoying people, enjoying what I worked hard to grow. I think a lot of growers or extractors could relate with that too, that watch this. Um, if any of them do, I'm not trying to say that they do, but if any of them do, I bet they could relate with that. 
Well, see that first dab, we go on a tangent. It's just what happens here. You know, you take a dab, you get lost. All right, let's talk about this size lever pair. Let's keep moving through these. Because <clears throat> what happens sometimes is I don't even get to the glass because I just talk so much. This piece was so broken. Um, I'm sure most of you guys that follow this podcast saw the Instagram post. That one reached pretty much all my followers. Um, but this repair right here was absolutely insane. The piece was, I, I bet majority of glass blowers would just have told the guy, Hey man, I'm really sorry that happened. That's, that's unfixable. And that's how I felt about it too. When I told the guy to send it to me, I even told Cassie, my wife, I was like, I'm probably not gonna be able to fix that, but at least if he sends it to us, so he can, we can wait to really tell him what's fully broken. Just cause this is an expensive piece of glass. This is a very expensive piece of glass. And it's just a very unique piece of glass cause it's a Steve size love collab. And it's with his banana fumed, uh, what do they call that? This tech bubble trap. That's what it is. Sorry. Space not a little bit right now, folks. And, um, that's why I felt obligated to like repair it because I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but when you buy something, especially something that's hundreds or thousands of dollars, like this piece, um, you want some sort of reassurance or someone you want, at least I do because I didn't come from money. I work hard for everything I have. So if I spend my money, I want to know that there's some sort of way, like if something happens, like is, am I going to look at this fix or figure it out or like what? Like, cause it just, it's just scary to even have something that expensive. Um, so to me, like when he told me it broke, I felt obligated to try and fix this. Cause I was like, man, that's like, I always put myself in the person's shoes. That's what I do. Every, every situation, even if I'm mad at someone, even if I want to say something really shitty to someone or leave a nasty comment or block someone on the gram, I just try to put myself in their shoes and try to find perspective. Usually calms me down and realize that, you know, most people are just trying to do a good job. Life's tough. People do shitty things sometimes. You know, it doesn't mean their whole life they did shitty things. And that could be just me being ignorant and writing people off to calm myself down. But really, it's just making the problems worse because people that are shitty need to be checked so they don't continue on. But, hey, that ain't my job. That's out of my pay, pay uh, bracket or whatever you say there. Someone says something like that. Okay. So how this piece was broken was it was actually shattered all the way around where this connection is here that pumps the water into the drain. This mouthpiece was shattered off. All these hooks were completely sheared off and smashed. There was cracks. There was cracks running through everything. There were fracture cracks too that was probably the hardest part about the repair because when you have a crack that's like already running through the glass, when you heat it, it wants to keep running. So then it spreads and then just cracks more and the piece just falls apart. So there was a lot of those. Um, this piece, I think, fell off a counter and hit a tile floor, I believe. And it completely just devastated it. But the reason I was able to fix this is because the Steve Sizelove prep was still intact. It broke all over the place. But And we did lose a little Sizelove prep. I lost a little bit off the bottom of the mouthpiece and I lost a little bit right here but it's not like noticeable in the way I did the welds. It's all like seamless. Like you'd only know if I'm telling you in the podcast right now. Uh, but I'm re really stoked on the repair and actually the repairs drain is even nicer than the first one I did just cause like I've learned more since I made this piece, you know, it's it, the learning is and the growth is exponential. It's so constant, especially if you're working 12 to 16 hours a day consistently <clears throat> seven days a week and you, all you think about is glass and that's all you do. The progression is just, it's very quick, at least in my experience. So yeah, this repair was something I was really proud of. Got a lot of awesome feedback. So many people like reached out and said, good job. Big artists I look up to were like giving me props. Like I had other artists that were in my studio before and looked at this piece in person. And like when Big Z was here and he saw the break in person, he's like, you're going to fix that? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, man, he's like, why? So that's that's bad and i'm like i know and then he was like you know i have to mark this with an r on the bottom as a repair because he brought this up he's like he's like you need to mark that as a repair though even if you fix it perfect he's like you got to mark that as a repair because most people that get their pieces repaired sell them immediately and then buy first quality piece which is the sad truth 
So, and then what happens is someone that doesn't know, they just bought a piece for full price that was actually a repair because some people don't disclose that it was a repair, especially if it was a clean repair. So I'm going to mark this one in the bottom as a repair. Um, it's just what it is. Um, I'll fix it for someone, but I need to give people a heads up for future buyers. I'm just trying to look out for people. It does not saying it devalues the piece. I'm not talking about value. I'm talking about transparency. So people understand that, Hey, I'm buying a repair. It's perfect. Just like when you buy a car, it has two accident reports, but the car looks perfect because it's been repaired. But you still want to know if the car has been in an accident or not. It's important, especially when you're spending thousands of dollars. So I'm sure the collector might get a little frustrated with me that I'm going to let people know that it's a repair, but I've already posted on Instagram. So I'm sure most people are going to know the piece anyways. It's the only fucking one of these and the only one that looks like this. It's pretty uh, noticeable. So <clears throat> I'm sure it's not a big deal either way. He's so excited that I repaired it. He's super grateful, uh, which makes me feel good that he's so excited. Because even I think when he reached out, he even thought it was fucked. He was like, I don't think this is repairable, but I got to try. But yeah, she came out really straight and everything. I don't think that this would have been repairable without my lathe, though. You know, a year or two ago, like, or a year ago even. A year ago, I wouldn't have been able to repair this. Not this clean. Man, that lathe is a game changer. Any glass blower that's like a hand-spun guy like I was my whole career... And you're really proud of that. That's awesome. That's a good thing to be proud of. But when it comes to the longevity, eventually you guys save up and get a lathe. You're going to love glass blowing even more once you get one. My lathe has made me fall even more in love with glass blowing. I just, now it's like <clears throat> where glass blowing used to fatigue me physically, where like I would have to like stop because I'm so tired and it was so late. Now I can just work late and I stop because I'm mentally tired. I'm like physically have way more energy because the lathe is like holding the glass for me and I'm getting like more intricate and precision. I love the precision. The precision is so cool. Like I'm making these super sharp, precise carb caps and stuff. You guys aren't really going to be able to see them on the podcast, but <clears throat> I'm making these like I got to facet that one still. That's just raw cut on the saw. Because how I make these caps is like I shape them all and everything and then I leave them on a colored handle. Then I cut them on the saw like cut the top, like the handle off on the saw, then I'll take them to a lap pad and I'll actually facet the whole top of it so it's like nice and machine flat. Um, <clears throat> I find it just comes out cleaner if I cold work the top as opposed to like just plucking. Um, I definitely adds a lot of time to it. It adds like so much more time when you're cutting and polishing a hose to just plucking a hole in the flame. But um, I told my wife, I was like, I don't care that I'm making less work right now. I just want to make nice everything even better i just want to make everything even better and crazier and just if a little less glass goes out for you know four or five months it is what it is like if we make a little less it is what it is like i want to focus on just making all my products i want to re-refine everything make it even tighter even better sharper cleaner performance up i just it's my obsession and again i wouldn't be able to take on it risks like that and slowing down and focusing on refining stuff again if it wasn't for the people who support so heavily um i want to get back to my giant shop drops here as soon as possible but i need more help um i can't i can't physically uh i don't think i can do it all that all again and if only if i had to like if like we were about to lose everything and i had to like do some like superhuman work shit which i've done before for years straight but nowadays i'm like i don't know if i want to feel like that again that shit is that shit was crazy it was crazy i literally remember working like that almost like i went to war or something and it's so pathetic to even like compare it to something like that because it's not but it was intense and i don't i don't want to i don't want to work 120 hours a week ever again and some of you might say is there even that many hours in the week i don't know but I'm pretty sure I've worked a hundred when I was working 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, it's, it's up there. It's more math than I can do right now. Um, but my wife can even vouch for that. But like once our baby started really growing and shit, like it's just not the, it's not good. It's not smart, not healthy, not fair to the people who live with you and, the people you, even if you're even if you have a good point even if you're like i'm taking care of my family i'm taking care of everyone 
work is a great excuse, but it's just an excuse. You got to find other ways to get it done and still be there for people. And I say that out loud because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I have not figured that out yet. I say it out loud so that I can hear it. So I can be like, well, fuck, I really got to figure this fucking shit out. It ain't easy. It's not easy. Growing up's weird, guys. Say it a lot in this podcast. 30 years old, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, growing up, I saw gray hair in my beard the other day. What's that mean? Nothing. Actually, like my wife told me, she's like, men are lucky. They age better. Like, women get older, and men get more handsome. And I'm like, really? Okay, so I got... She thinks I'm going to get prettier. Hopefully, that's the case. (coughs) All right, so we got a... uh, 10 millimeter mini double diffused here. I have my RBR spinner cap. I got my Blue Dream spinner cap that I accidentally made because I was supposed to make someone a Blue Dream RBR spinner cap, but this one cracked. So we've been using this the last three or four weeks because we can't sell it because it's a cracked cap, but it still works perfect. So we would use it in the studio. And this is a cap I made that was supposed to be an RBR spinner cap. So now it doesn't have a home. So now it's going to pair it up with this piece so that I have the whole trifecta of putting all this shit together and it's all matching you know obviously this has to be pushed right there when there's the weight of that cap up there but yeah so i think in a little bit here i'm gonna do a double dab but we're gonna just do another regular dab um but i just kind of wanted to show you guys that so we have something to look forward to on this because the double dab on a mini double diffused is going to be actually pleasant you know, on bigger pieces, you start stacking stuff. It gets just it just gets you too high. Um, this should just be fun and show the function really good. But let's just take a regular dab. I actually haven't even tried this spinner cap yet, so we gotta see if it works. The funny thing with spinner caps is if the noodles aren't really like perfectly angled, the shit it probably won't spin very fast or spin at all. Like the the vortex of air you're creating will be too narrow. Like when you're creating a spinner cap, you want to create a wide vortex of air that rides the walls of the nail. If the vortex is too small in the middle, it's going to create a narrow vortex in the middle of the nail. That isn't, it might wiggle the marbles or spin them a little bit, but you really need to have the pressure and the air banking off that outer wall so that it catches the marbles and moves everything to the outside. Another thing what I noticed about spinner caps is the angle of the noodles. If the angle's like too... I don't know how to explain it. There's a lot of, if you guys seen spinner caps that lift the pearl up the wall, like all halfway up the nail, that looks super cool. But is it actually vaporizing the oil in there? Like, or is it just spinning up above everything? So what I've noticed is like spinner caps, because I've made ones that spin the pearl up the wall. Now I'm making them because I want to push that fucking marble down into the nail, but spinning that fast. If it climbs the wall too high, I feel like it's not helping, it's not using its maximum potential to vaporize the terps. That could be fully opinion-based. I am not a carb cap guy. I make some carb caps. There's people that spent years making carb caps and people that have invented the spinner cap, refined them. Those are the people that probably know more about that shit. Just giving my two cents. What I've noticed is smoking, and it could be wrong. I find that every day I'm reminded how wrong I am about things, and that's why I love my wife. Um, she keeps me humble. Let's see here. Let's get some pearls on this now. I hope you guys are having a good day. We are going to have a Sunday sale today, this Sunday, that this comes out. Um, it's going to be some 14 mils because we don't have any... We only got like enough stuff to make like five or six 10 mils so we'll have a few 10 mils but it's going to be like probably like more than half of them will be 14 millimeter pieces which um hopefully was the right move i don't know a lot of people are asking for 14 so i think it's the right move the right move is to get fucking clear out there though a lot of people are looking for the clear rbrs um and it doesn't seem like a lot of people are letting go of like the hundreds I've made in the past like 24 months. Like, yeah, there's always like a clear RBR for sale, but not enough of them for like all the new people that are popping up and stuff, especially since Worldstar reposted. We haven't even talked about that. Last episode we said, or I said, I say we, I really do talk like a fucking psychopath, like that I'm multiple people. 
Um, but yeah, last, I always say we too, because I just here, you guys are here. I don't want to be like, I, 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 me, 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 even though realistically I'm sitting here for an hour and talking about myself. So <sighs> what can you do? But um, what the fuck was I even talking about, actually? I don't even know, dude. See, I just doesn't even know. He's like, no one really ever knows what you're talking about, Evan, but they watch it anyways because they, they think you might do something someday. You guys believe in me a little bit. The funniest part about podcasts that I watch is when that happens to them when they're smoking and they forget what they're talking about. I always remember as the viewer and I'm like, fuck, like you were like, you guys like didn't finish your point. But like, not like I was talking about anything important just then, but some of these podcasts I listen to are actually really interesting. And, um, you know, sometimes you get too baked and then they just get lost. But what can you do? So, uh, next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, we're not going to do an episode next week. I don't want my producer like having to drive down here and like edit stuff during a holiday and shit. Um, and honestly, like I want to take a week off too and just like focus on family stuff. Cause Thanksgiving's I think Thursday probably. Yeah, it's always on a Thursday. That's great. I love when something's always on the same day, but I'll still be like, what was that? Thursday? When's Black Friday? That's a, is that a Friday? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I like being simple. I never want to be too smart. Even though when some one time a lady asked me at a drive through she said, hey, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I would say knowledge. And she thought that was really cool. But I don't think I'd want to be too smart because if you're too smart, then you're too aware. I want that perfect balance of like sounding like I know what I'm talking about, but actually being like really dumb and then just smoking a lot of weed. They'll keep me just distracted enough so hopefully after 80 or how many years I make it on this planet, I didn't realize how crazy it really is to be human because we're the, I feel like we're the only species that knows that we're going to die. We know it's temporary. This shit is so crazy. Like walking around every day just be like, yeah, like I'm going to work hard for things even though I know. Shit's temporary. It's wild to think about. So I don't want to be too smart. When you, when you meet people that are too smart, they don't seem that happy. Honestly, the happiest people seem like ignorant people because they don't even realize they're ignorant. They could be hateful and be the happiest person in the world because they don't even realize they're hateful. They're like, everyone else is stupid. I'm the best. That's a happy person. And those are the ones that probably live the longest too because they're just, you know, not being stressed. You know, stress, stuff like that. Sound good for your health. Wait, did I even heat this up, guys? This I don't, I don't even know. It feels warm. Yeah, we heated it up but she needs just a, just a hair more heat. Where are we even at, Aisha? These podcasts are just, wow. They just fly by now. I love it. I used to have like all this paper and agenda in front of me for the first 30 episodes probably. But lately it's just been like, oh, like last night, Aisha texted me, you good for tomorrow? And then I was like, oh fuck, it's tomorrow's podcast day. Like I didn't even know, which is terrible. I've just been really tired and working a lot. And then I hit up, um, oh, and then I went to take a dab last night and I realized I didn't have any hash. And I was like, fuck, how am I gonna do the podcast without Terps? Luckily, the homies drove over last night at like 11 o'clock and brought me flavors. I never asked people to do any, actually they offered, I didn't even ask. Usually I'd even say no to someone someone offers, but I knew I didn't have time in the morning. And I was like, you know what? Someone's offering to do something, just say yes. And I did, and I'm grateful. They also brought me some gummies. Got these watermelon gummies, 20 milligrams per cube. So I think this is a lot. Um, <laughs> that, was my, that, was, that was my math. 20 milligrams per cube, this is a lot. Oh my God. This nail is so confusing today. Like one minute's cold, one minute's too hot. You won't heat it for like three seconds. It really makes your questions. Uh, cold starts i'm just gonna take it at 500 and whatever it'll be a little spicy but yeah look at that that's warm oh shit Wow. <coughs> this camp works great. <coughs> I love the size of it too. The beveled edges. 
this is the shit I've always wanted to make. I've always wanted to be a lathe worker. I love that I had so much pride in being a hand spun guy and do crazy shit by hand. It's cool to impress people and to do stuff to impress yourself. But it's also really cool to be able to, like with the lathe, for me to be able to hyper-focus on precision and perfection and just... It's very exciting for me as a creator to have these new tools to be able to just pursue more of this craft. Um, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with glass. It's the only thing that's ever made sense to me. Like, you know, growing up, like, I played a lot of sports and did, like, lots of things. And I was decent at a lot of different things, but nothing really felt like, like, this is it. And I always was, like, nervous. Like, even, like, when I was 19, 20, going through, like, little bits of, like, weird, like, depressions. Just being, like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm a high school dropout. Like, I don't know. And then, like, <laughs> it's so stupid. I was smoking weed for two years and then, like fucking smoked a bong at someone's house one night and i was just like this is it this makes sense this is the thing that made sense to me it's ridiculous my dad was a big stoner back in the day it was all about it so our family at least my cousins and family members would always joke that like you know my dad was super into weed so he had to make like the super weed baby so i was like really big into growing now i'm a glass blower so my whole life's been just like not my whole life, my whole adult life. I won't say my whole life. Growing up, I was always scared of drugs. I didn't try fucking weed till I was like 18 or so. So my whole adult life, I've been just immersed and obsessed with weed. Yeah, it's like growing up, like I, my dad, I never even like really knew he smoked or anything about weed. But when I was at a high school party one night, like I smelled weed for the first time. And I was like, is my dad here? It smells like my dad in here. And then and I found out, I was like, oh my God, my dad smokes weed. But then I thought back to a time that I was playing hide-and-go-seek when I was, like, six or seven. And, like, I jumped through, like, a little clearing. And I landed in, like, a mowed area in the woods. And it was just full of weed plants. And a couple older friends were like, oh, that, that's weed. And I was like, what is, what is weed? And then I went and asked my dad. And he was like, oh, those are Jimmy's plants. It's for his glaucoma. But then when I was in high school, I was like, nah, those are my dad's plants for his getting stoned after work. You know. But being a parent's wild. What do you tell your kids? I'm proud of my parents. They did a great job. It's hard being a parent. And for all the struggles that people went through, especially my parents, like, I don't know. They're good people. We made it. I do smoke weed every day, and I did drop out of high school, but, hey, we all did. We, you know, it's okay. I did, I'm doing all right. <laughs> my parents did pretty good. My parents both dropped out, too. And they, and they smoke weed every day. So I just try to do what they do. Wow. These mini doubles. I got one for myself. I just got to take the handle off it. I had this, a serum one crack that I was working on for the Sunday sale. And um, I knew it was going to happen because I had too much serum in the drop. And the glass gods were like, too much serum. And they just cracked it right at the end, right when it was finished, basically. Um, but I fixed the crack, but there's still a little scar on it. So I'm like, fuck it, I get to keep it. So I do have my own mini double diffuse now. I'll probably be smoking it next episode. Um, because we have just been loving these lately. Because like anything, like I'm having more time to refine all these different variations of the RBR. And I'm doing smaller drops on my website right now so that I have time to refine things instead of just cranking out giant orders. The shops get frustrated with me because they're like, you're leaving money on the table. We don't you know, want to make money. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. I crushed for three years straight. Now it's time to freaking slow down again and like re-refine everything, bring in my new skills, bring in some new tools, you know, bring, you know, more and more to all these people that want to keep supporting us. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to coast. I'm trying to fucking crush. Like, that's it. As soon as I start feeling like I'm coasting, that's when I stop. I'm like, nope, we got to make it harder. We got to crush harder. You're getting too comfortable. Being too comfortable is terrifying. I don't know why that scares me. <clears throat> Who knows? Oh, boy. Okay. Double. Oh, wait. Let's talk about um, just a couple things real quick. And then we'll take a double dab and we'll finish up the episode. I got to remember to talk about a couple things. Uh, weed maps. So we have like four pieces on the table. 
<clears throat> they're kind of like in a row over here. They actually have a fifth one that I already sent them for photos. Um, I could probably even like slide this a little bit this way, Aja, to make it a little easier to catch those. But um, yeah, got those four baddies right there. So with uh, Weed Maps, we're gonna be doing a holiday giveaway with them. They have this giveaway they do over here that's called like, I think the 12 days of Christmas or something. I don't know, I really should have had that written down. Maybe a little bit of papers, kind of a smart thing. What can you do? <clears throat> but we're doing a little giveaway with them and they actually bought all of these pieces. I didn't give these to them. They supported our brand. They reached out and wanted to pay for all of them, but they wanted to do like, you know, a project with us and other future projects. So we're working on all different stuff with weed maps. I've been rocking this weed maps hat like every day of the last three weeks, just cause I, I love the dad hat and black goes with fucking everything. So been rocking it. And my other one has covered with sweat stains and my wife begged me to stop wearing it because she's like, it just doesn't look good. So I had to take that green one off. You can see it older episodes if you're interested in seeing that hat. So these four pieces right here, I think they're going to spread them out over like a giveaway over multiple days. They're going to be giving away like five micro RBRs or something like that. Um, and then obviously they have a bunch of other people they're teaming up with too. They're giving away a ton of shit, but I'm just one of the people they're partnering with. And we made some sick pieces for them. We got like one that's the uh, North Star Yellow and Satin Purple. And then we have the, uh, I think it's OJ, yeah, Ghost OJ, which is the orange one. Then we have Dark Lost City, which is that dark blue. And then all the way at the end there is the Mojito, which is a uh, really cool color. I believe it's Blue Dream over Antidote. Possibly. I think I'm right. Tough to tell because there's so many colors these days and I did not make that tubing on the end. That's PDX color, <clears throat> but they crush it. They make a lot of beautiful stuff. I opened a drawer the other day and I was like, oh damn, we got a bunch of PDX. And then literally that day, Weed Maps hit us up and they're like, could you guys have five pieces to us by this day for photos? And it was very short timing. And so typically we'd be like, actually we always say yes when it's certain opportunities. We just, we figured out, I just don't sleep. I'm like, okay, let's just get it done. Cause you know, we got to go for it. I don't want to have any regrets when I'm older. Like, damn, why didn't I just try harder? Why didn't I just fucking go for it? Um, but yeah, pretty stoked to work with them. I've, uh, you know, for me being like an upstate New York kid, like I grew up in a small farm town outside Syracuse, New York. Um, I mean, I grew up in a place where there's no reason that I should be at a point right now where I'm able to communicate with thousands of people. Um, but I don't know, all the weed and fucking glass making has gotten me there. And just to be able to work with weed maps, this is more my point, I almost lost it there for a second, we're bringing it back. Being able to work with weed maps and companies like that are just like being able to meet strain hunters. And I told that story episodes back, um, for me is like surreal because these are just all the companies I would see and like be like, damn, like those, that's like the legitimate cannabis company. Like they're going to make it real for us. Like this is going to be mainstream. Like I won't feel like a criminal for fucking smoking weed. I won't have to be vague about what I do for a living. I won't have to, when I talk to other parents, just not be myself, you know, I just, and that's what I loved about it. So being able to work with weed maps and being able to work with other big companies that we're doing all sorts of stuff here in the background. My wife's working overtime, talking to people, setting meetings up. And I mean, even after this podcast, we got a, we're really excited. We have this, like, uh, we're being featured in this like little magazine. It's not even, you know, it's, it's a big, it's cool to me and I'm not trying to like brag or anything. I'm just more trying to remind myself, don't get too high because you have to talk to people immediately after this podcast on a zoom call and answer a bunch of questions. Whew. Okay, so we're gonna take a double dab in a minute, and that won't get me too stoned. Probably, we'll see what happens. All right, so yeah, grateful to be working with Weed Maps. A lot of things for me personally, it's surreal, and I'm grateful for the opportunities. I'm sure, a lot of my peers think I'm a crazy goofball, but I'm going for it, guys. Going for it. All right, let's get some. Gotta get some pearls in this uh, top nail. Oh my god, last night, and uh, my friends came by and brought me some Terps. Um, they brought their Terp Slurp over, 
And when someone takes a terp slurp out and starts heating it up for me, I get anxiety. I get a little shaky. I get like, I'm uh, like, I don't know if any of you guys are snowboarders or skateboarders or anything like that. But when I used to skateboard and I was about to, you know, go over a stair set that was 10 plus steps, anything 10 plus after 10, that weird anxiety kicked in where I was like, Ooh, I could get really hurt. This is a lot. That's why I'm just when I see a terp slurp. I get scared. I'm like, I start shaking. I'm like, I'm excited. Like I want to get the shot, you know, cause it's all for the shot. It's just, you gotta get it for the video part. Just like landing that trick over that big stair set, you gotta get that fat slurper dab. And you know you gotta take it a little warm, cause it's a lot, There's gonna someone's gonna put a lot in there. Because even though you put a dab on your dabber, of course everyone in the room has to be like, with more. <clears throat> and then the videos are going, and if you're in a live video, you're fucked. Then you have to take it all, because you gotta look cool. You don't want kids making fun of you. You wanna look cool for, for everybody. It's a real mess. So my point is when I see a slurper, I get a little scared. And these double dabs, I'm kind of getting that same thing right now. My hands are a little cold. This happened the other episode, and I think it's adrenaline. Because every podcast about this time, I've taken a certain amount of dabs. I've drinking two coffees, and I'm like, holy shit, the day hasn't even started yet. And I'm like about to explode. I'm like a rocket of energy. Well, really just caffeine and terps. That's not even real energy. That's fake energy. That's stimulants. That's drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Um, I don't even inhale this shit. I just do this to look cool on the internet, really. All right. Let's heat it up. Wait. Actually, let's figure out what we're doing here. I got to put hash on the dabber and get a game plan here. Because this is really just not like a basic uh, way to smoke. This is a this is really hard. That's how you know. It's like, why not just take two separate dabs and enjoy it? Well, this looks cooler. What did we just talk about, guys? That whole video thing with the slurper. That's why we're doing this. You got to get the funny video for your friends or for the gram. It's just joking around. It's fuckery. It's what we need in 2020. Because, my goodness, 90% of the shit on the internet is just there to bring you down these days. So, fuck. Some of my episodes are like that, too. And I'm sorry about that. I can't help it. I'm human. There's days that I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I got to talk for an hour today on the podcast and I'm in a bad mood. Does that mean I'm just going to feel myself complaining for an hour? And then I find once I sit down, I start smoking, hanging out with you guys, hanging out with my producer, Aja, the puppies are chilling. I got nothing to be mad at. I get to smoke hash right now and I'm, and I'm writing it off. It's part of my job. <sighs> so what can I complain about really? All right. One thing we'll say though, had a uh, life insurance guy come to the house the other day and do all our tests and stuff. And then we told him like, hey, we like smoke weed. Is that gonna affect anything? And then he was like, whoa, it might be really hard for you guys to get life insurance. And I'm like, come on. They'll give life insurance to people that are like, I mean, my wife is so healthy and fit. I'm not, I don't know about myself, I'm trying, I'm working on it, but she's doing great. Um, but yeah, we're hoping, we're waiting to hear back from the life insurance people, see if we actually can fucking get it. So stupid, we did all these tests and stuff, I'm like, you guys are in fucking Colorado, out the gate, you should be like, just so you know, even if you're a medical marijuana patient with a card, you may not qualify for life insurance. That should be an immediate thing. Like, being, like, we've been working on this for weeks, and him did not even, I'm like, we're fucking pipe makers, you insure our company. I'm like, I'm smoking weed, bro. I don't inhale, like I said, but I'm smoking it. Um, but yeah, so hope we can get that because I might work myself to death over the next five years, so we're gonna need that shit. Just kidding, that's not even funny, but a little bit, a little bit. It's a little funny, but it's pretty real. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. But it's smart. I'm just trying to be a responsible adult. I got a two-year-old. I got a business. I got a wife. I got to look out for the fam. You need to be smart. So I'm adulting, guys. I'm out here adulting. And I'm sharing it with you. I hope this is the content you guys wanted. Because it's what you got this week. It is what you got. We're getting close to having these warmed up. What I like to do is get them both. Like, basically going back and forth. Doing about five seconds on each bottom. I only heat the top a little bit if I didn't Q-tip the nail well enough. I'm just trying to burn off a little bit of oil climbing that upper wall. We're just about done though. This nail has a thicker bottom. So this one, I'm just going to hit for a shorter time here. Right at the end, and we should be good to go. 
at least for the cooldown. Oh, what another weird episode. I don't know what I talked about last episode, really. Um, some people told me it was a deep episode, and I said I did not. I usually watch all of them just to make sure it's like I didn't say anything too ridiculous because when you film yourself smoking for an hour, you're like, did I say too much? And usually you do. But you really like to make sure. But last episode, I didn't even check it out. So uh, this one, I think I'm going to make sure I uh, sit down and do that because people are like, it was deep. Some, some shit happened. I'm like, I don't know what happened, dude. I just smoked some weed, talked about some shit. I don't think we had papers. I know that. I know we didn't have papers, so right out the gate, we were dabbing. <clears throat> That's quite the episode. So I've been told. Well, I got to char charge my turbo meter. She's getting low. I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm going to get into uh, some more Sunday sale stuff and accessory shit today. Really, really close to having all the fucking glass out of my studio. Um, and when I say that, it's because there's pieces that have been in my studio for months. They're like repairs or a drop-down fitting or just whatever and it's not I don't like doing that it's not my style I just got a little <clears throat> behind but man like Thursday well actually by the time this podcast comes out everything will have been shipped and my studio will be empty and I'll just be on fresh work maybe I can get some clear stuff out by next Sunday sale so I know there's a lot of folks that want that clear. And I want it too. We actually are still fucking waiting for our uh, sandblaster sand. It was supposed to be here. Um, maybe by this time this comes out, it will be here. I hope so. God, guys, I'm really blowing it today on these nails. They're like 100 degrees off, and that's not good. That's not going to be good for me. I'll hurt because, you know, I'll pull way too hard. I'll, it'll be too hot. <clears throat> okay, that's at like 500. All right, we're about the same now. It's time. All right, put a little carb cap there. Let's see if it works. Who knows? Yeah, that was hot. That was hot. That was hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> what can you do? <coughs> but everything was spinning. And that's a success, right? That's a win. Wow. Oh, you ever just take a dab and then your teeth and your mouth taste like... Not taste. Feels like it's coated in beeswax. Like you... You ate too much Captain Crunch, but didn't get the top of your mouth cut. You just got it covered in wax somehow. <coughs> in 2013, I used to go to a little bit more festivals. And uh, people were dabbing some pretty gross shit back then. In upstate New York, at least. Um, and I would always tell like who was like, dabbing like, super hard, because they'd walk up to your booth... And they'd smile at you, and across their two front teeth would be, like, a thick resin line. Like, it'd be, like, there was, like, oil on their teeth, like, thick brown oil. And they were just ripping rigs all day and just, like, smoking, like, this stuff out of a mason jar. Just be black goo. Just put it on your fucking skillet. <coughs> it was, uh, you know, for me, I was like, this really makes us look like we're doing bad drugs right now. I mean, even my podcast might make it look like that, what I just did. Who knows? How do you make something look appealing? I think I told the story last time how I was, like, at a party once that everyone was smoking and it was chill, and then, like, I busted out a rig and started heating it up and everyone got uncomfortable. I don't know. Maybe I didn't, but there's a quick quick story. Fuck. That last dad, though, got my sinuses, like, the terps. It's like when you eat horseradish or, like, hot sauce or anything like that. It just gets, you get to inside of your body sweating. 
you know, you sweat on the outside of your body. When you get all that, you get that in, internal sweat. <sighs> okay. Wow, that double dab actually wasn't terrible. And from my perspective, everything was spinning and the rig looked like it was spinning. It was all blue dream. I think that's going to look nice. I just gave me one of those. And uh, I'm stoked. Okay. Wow. Yeah, world star. Let's talk about that for a second. Everyone wanted me to read through comments on there. I could try to do that real quick. Aija, where are we at, dude? We're good. Yeah, sweet. I can do that quick then. Let's, let's, uh, cause I waited. I wanted to wait until I did the podcast to read any, the world star shit, just to see if there's anything funny in there. <coughs> oh my God. I cannot fuck that double that fucking ruined me. Oh, I'm going to need to drink some water. There it is. Ooh. Oh my God. World star posts way too much. Holy shit. You know, you would have thought they posted it two years ago. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, man. this It's gone. Okay. Got someone said they'd walk their fish. Someone said they'd be mowing their front porch, raking the sidewalk, mopping the grass, folding the dishes, mowing the carpet. I'm getting a pattern here. A lot of people would just be doing chores. They'd just be taking care of stuff. They'd be getting shit done. If they took a dab with six nails at once, they would just be getting stuff done. And it doesn't mean they'd be doing a good job, you know, because that's clear what they're saying, like folding the dishes, mowing the carpet. That doesn't mean you're doing a good job, but it's a, it's a step in the right direction. It's positive. It's like, hey, I'm going to do something today, and I'm going to do something pop, eating my entire house, diving in my bathtub. Shitting my pants from coughing. Yeah. Yeah. How oh, I've done that. I haven't told any of the pants shitting stories on the podcast because I told my wife I wouldn't until after episode 50 because there's a lot of them. Um, getting a job. That was my favorite one. And then I said, what if it is your job? And then he said, oh, no, I was just kidding. Like, I would, like, go out and try to get a job. And I was like, I still don't understand the joke. Mac Miller. Looks like Mac Miller. I maybe from that angle, but I don't know. A lot of white guys look the same. Um, mowing the dishes and cleaning the grass. See, a lot of people are just trying to get stuff done. They're doing chores. A lot of positivity. Yeah, that was wild. Got a lot of uh, engagement from that. Had a lot of interesting people reach out. And I'm like, wow, World Star is real. Like if you um if you actually are like working at something that's your thing and you get on there, you can get definitely connected with all sorts of people. It's pretty cool. Um so we're working on all sorts of stuff. <clears throat> it's crazy how many people smoke weed. Everybody smokes weed. I swear every, like every famous person, everyone loves weed. And as soon as this shit goes federally legal, and maybe even in an international way, it just becomes something that's just like alcohol and regulated. I mean, it's, I, f I feel like you're going to see people just like everyone just being way more about it because a lot of people low key are already about it. <coughs> well, interesting episode today, guys. There was definitely some things I wanted to get into that I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because they wouldn't have made sense with this episode. But don't forget to check out www.bmsglass.com. Uh, we got the new mood mats, everything on there, and we're about to put a bunch of new stickers up there. They actually should be up by today. We have the Sunday sale today. Um, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. If you guys want to know about upcoming drops, that's including Sunday sales, store drops, giveaways, the podcast, like um, carb cap drops, and we start dropping our new spinner caps and RBR caps on the website. If you want to keep up with all that, because we're not always going to post it on Instagram, that way the people that are subscri subscribed to our newsletter actually have a chance of getting something. We might not post everything to Instagram. So to sign up for our newsletter, go to bmsglass.com. God, I can't talk today. I got to breathe, guys. I got to slow down because I'm shaky. That fucking double dab rocked me and that double coffee wasn't good. Good plan. Not at all. Also ate a couple of those gummies this morning. And I'll be real with you. I don't do good with edibles. So we'll see how today goes. Um, but yeah, 
sign up for the newsletter at bmsglass.com. Um, it's really simple. You'll get emails. I'll give you updates when drops are happening and the date and time. It'll also, also give you pointers on there. Like, how do I have a better chance of getting a piece? And like my wife's typed up all these things for pointers on getting a piece and how to do it. And, you know, we try to help in every way we can. So we appreciate you guys. And uh, thanks for hanging out today. Another strange one. But that's this episode. That's this podcast. That's me. And uh, this is the What's Up Everybody podcast. Hope you guys have an awesome day. Thank you. It's fucked. <laughs> it was fucked. Everything about it. All right. It's all fucked. And then we'll use this, me just saying it's all fucked. And then that's how we'll start the episode. <laughs>